It's been 50 years since the War of the Wilds, and still nothing grows on the Kindlelands. The exact day the flora of the world stood up and ravaged the cities of the Greenor Peninsula is lost to the ages. After the great fire tore its way from west to east, turning the land barren and fallow, the otherworldly patrons, the guides, and the great cities of the Kindlelands worked together in their own way to bring a kind of peace to a war-torn people. It is a gentle delicate balance, and something or someone threatens it. Hello, and welcome to Another Path. My name is Chase, and I'll be your GM. Today, the boys have dinner with the head of state. Thank you to our backers Kim, Zan, and Connor for their support. Please sit back, relax, and enjoy your trip down Another Path. Chase and Ryan, this is it's been a while since you guys have recorded, probably. It's been a it's, yes, yeah, a little bit. Has. Well, less time for me because I do yeah, have Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because no, you were like that. Which we're actually recording that this upcoming Monday. Spoilers for people who are going to be listening to this because it's going to drop the same day that uh, uh, that this comes out. It's going to be uh, King Henry V. Ooh, a personal favorite. That's going to mm-hmm. be fun. So much so that yeah. my computer is named Henry Dash V. Excellent. I, I still haven't named my computer. My, get on that I know. my big clunky desktop that I've had over here for going on six years. Uh, his name is Otis. He's a very good oh, boy. My computer. He's a very good boy, but Otis needs an upgrade. Yeah, before this was a trash computer. So. That's true. Speaking of upgrade, have uh, have any of y'all listened to the musical Be More Chill? I've not listened to Be More Chill. Yes. I've gotten an earful about this from about seven different 15-year-olds. Oh, boy. I'm sure you have. And it is. So I finally listened to it. It is delightful. Well, seven different 15-year-olds and one Patrick Mahood. Yeah, I got the tip off from Pat. Oh, Go I, listen think, to I it. think Pat Mahood told me about this when I was driving home for Christmas. Actually, that sounds right. That's probably when the guy like right. takes like some like a pill, but it's like inside his brain that like tries to get him to be more popular and stuff. Yeah, gotcha. He was telling me about it. I would like to remind everyone I have some magic cocaine. You've had that magic cocaine for at least twenty episodes. I'm holding on to it. It's very useful, but also very, very risky. I've got, uh, hey guys, hey guys, you wanna, you wanna, you wanna just ditch this and go under <laughs> the bleachers and, uh, smoke <laughs> up these drug bugs? I got Doritos and Fantasy Mountain Dew. Look, my, my parents are gonna throw us a really banging after party. We can we can go into Mordecai's childhood bedroom, lock the door, and go tripping. Blair some my alchemical romance. Exactly, exactly. I'll turn into a dog again, and it'll be a good time. Why don't we just um, make it through this dinner first? Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay. okay. So we're we're gonna um, do this. Zafir leaves all all his weapons. Well, hang on, hang on. Let's. I think Chase like, has an intro for us. Yeah. Traditionally, he does. All right. I do, I do, but the intro starts with the uh, three of you leaving the house. So if there's Uh-oh. anything you would like to leave to be, for all intents and purposes, safe, that would be the time to do so. I carry my weapons. I'm in full armor. Obnoxiously absurd armor at this yeah. point. 
very loud, clanky, shiny. I am a shiny, shiny boy. But because mm-hmm. I have all of this, I feel okay c- carrying my weapons sheathed or whatever, mm-hmm. and then I can give them up when I need to. Yeah, I I have my hand axe and nothing else. Um, I mean, I've got my ring, obviously, but I, um, I am going to use minor illusion to conceal it. Mm. So it just looks like my finger. Excellent. I am definitely taking the great axe. Okay. I go back to... Salix the Bulwark study, and I go into mm-hmm. the panic room of alcohol. Okay. <laughs> and the beer uh, cave. The beer cave. Thank you. I go into Salix's beer cave. TM, TM, TM. And I kind of try to hide a little bit, actually. I um, Behind a keg, I leave the bag of psychic gem foci from beyond the wall. Mm. I'm leaving that here. Yeah, that makes sense. But I think that's the only thing. But I want to kind of hide it in his area, because it might be okay if he has it. Anything um, else? Yeah, but aside from that, I think I'm leaving most of my pack behind. I might, like, tuck a few, like, potions into, like, the breast pocket of my outfit. I okay. also leave behind my toy crossbow. <laughs> oh, I didn't add it, but I have a cravat. Nice. Ooh, you definitely well. have a cravat. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. no, like, I'm, I'm fresh to death. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is there a hat? No hat, no hat. It, that'd be ostentatious. Mm-hmm. I mean, with the horns. I've kind of got some horns coming off the back, yeah, yeah, so. Yeah. yeah. I guess, yeah, I guess we're, like, we're not taking our entire packs with us. I guess... Exactly, specifically, yeah. Specifically, I, I have my great axe, I have the oh shit potion, and a healing potion. Not taking, I'm not taking the shield, I'm not lugging a stone frisbee to dinner. <laughs> for the best you don't need to take your own flatware it's fine <laughs> <laughs> pretty good pretty good um so yeah Zephyr's standing by the door and is like are we ready I think yeah. we, I think we're as ready as we'll ever be let's do this thing is All there right. an umbrella in the weapon rack perchance Chase is going for dice Chase is rolling dice no there's not cool I was just gonna pick it up and use it cane style if it was but no <laughs> okay. alright cool I do have a quarter staff. No, I want like a cane. Okay. I mean, I can break That's it. I can like break it in half. No, don't worry like about it. Druid craft a uh, kind of a crook onto it. It'll it'll be all, all right. right. But thank all you. Right, all right. I want you, to, you. I want you to be your best you. Hey, Kara. Here, yeah. I have a very important job for you. And she's there. <laughs> What can I do? What? I, what? What? I kneel down, and Gary walks down my arm, and I hold him out to mm-hmm. her. I can't... I don't think I should take Gary with me, so can you look after him? He likes bacon. You sure, boss? We'll be okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> Plus, uh, uh, people find you terrifying, and I'd like to keep that in my back pocket for later. All right, uh, just so you know, you're definitely going to be going out of listening range here, so uh, you're going to be on your own vis-a-vis me. <laughs> <laughs> but I can just summon you back. All right, boss. Um, yeah, c- call me if you need me, but uh, I'm not going to be able to do any recon from here. That's all right. Just uh, uh, I left the, the bag of the psychic gems we found. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I left them upstairs. Um anybody comes looking, uh, just, uh, like, bite their ankles and make sure they don't find them. You got a bus. Good plan. I give him a little scritch. I have a great dark guard dog. 
<laughs> Guard Gary? Yeah, Mo, right. Gary Dog. Gary Dog. He nestles up in Kara's hair as she uh, skips back into the kitchen. Have fun, you two. Okay. Have fun with the king. Oh, we're going to try. Ugh. All right. The three of you rejoin Ark Warlock Balat Haram just outside of the Sebulwark residence. He leads the three of you towards a massive black and white structure at the center of the district, the Royal Palace. The evening is quiet. With the work of the day mostly done, the four of you walk the deserted streets, only a trio of seagulls noting your lonely walk. The massive doors to the building stand wide open, and you all enter. Gray banners lined in red hang along the halls to tie the white ceilings and floors to the black walls as you walk through the grand entryway to the throne room. It sits largely empty. The overlarge desk before the throne seems to emanate a dismissive aura. The stride of your guide never falters as he leads you to the back of the room. Through a door carved carefully into the wall, you find yourselves in a much more liminal space. White replaces the black of the walls, and the marble floors quickly become wooden. You ascend through the castle, occasional windows giving you glimpses out past the city, half the time seemingly unending wastelands of the Kindlelands, the other half seemingly unending sea which the mountain sits on. Eventually, you arrive at a level and are raised at a smooth yet rapid pace. White marble, solid yet translucent at points that is so thin, allows light to filter in. This light races past you as you ascend into the sky. You have a few moments to speak with uh, Baylet if you would like. Do you know what the real meaning of this dinner is? Should we be expecting anything? Nope. Nothing outright, I don't think. Uh, this is a, a bit of a formality. The three of you have had an interesting month-ish, almost two months. You have uh, elevated yourselves to a certain level of dignitary, and also being members of the military, while that isn't terribly uncommon, does grant you a certain extra additional level of prestige. So he has deigned to have dinner with you all. It should be good, though, for what it's worth. The 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 food or the conversation? Oh, yes. The food, the wine, especially the wine. It's good stuff. I'll be sure to try that. Mm. But lest we forget, before every, anything, we need to... We need to get the forebearer. Yeah. It's the whole reason we're here. I'm sure he will have more details to that. The king of Bulwark has uh, traditionally been tasked with keeping the forebearer, being his guardian. But we don't expect to take him right now. No, 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 no. There's, it's, it's kind of a thing. I don't know the specifics, but there's a, there's a ritual involved. That makes sense. There's uh, been a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah, that tracks with. Uh, you know, oh, with our uh, extensive experience. So uh, they will need time to get that prepared, and you only arrived here a few hours ago. I imagine it will be tomorrow or the next day for that. How's uh, how's Zafir looking going up this lift? He looks very stern. Okay. Um, ready. Okay. Um, 
I mean, obviously, there's a a a, a, a twinge of apprehension in there. Um, Mordecai just kind of glances over and just, you gonna be okay? I will be fine. All right. If you need anything, just talking to our brains. Yep. Worst comes to worst, I will do all the talking because I'm the one who has to take on the forebearer, so I can put the attention on me. It's a fear if you. Uh, you uh, get uncomfortable. In fact, do you, Zafir? What's your safe word? <laughs> I know mine. Um, I will m- merely say into your brain, um, it, whether when I need you to take the reins. How that works for me? That works. I w- I okay. will say, chutney. Chutney. It's mm, a good one. Yes, it. You put it on on toast. Mine's pineapple. There we are. You see a little a little smile crack on his <laughs> lip. <laughs> the level smoothly stops near the top of the central tower. You are met by a small group of young, eager-looking mages. They smile at you and start to cast prestidigitation on you to clean you up and iron out the last of those few wrinkles. Mm. Smells like ozone. I look at them like a little insulted. <laughs> like, it's like... Prestidigitation always makes everything smell like ozone. The air up here is stuffy, heavily perfumed with the complimentary scents of potpourri and dinner. The room that you are currently standing in is dimly lit, but you can see yourselves in a massive room-sized mirror. A staircase winds around the room up, up into what you can only assume would be the residence of the king himself. This is where I leave you three. Um, I'll be back downstairs and I'll come and, well, I'll be down at the bottom of the level to take you back to the Sebulwark Manor, assuming that's where you'd like to go once this is done. I thought you were joining us for dinner. No, um, I, uh, I am not. I have been called away by a certain someone. Ah, one... Justicar Vin. Oh, that wasn't my guess at all, but okay, great. Or not great, not great, not great. No, but I imagine this isn't a terribly big surprise for Zephyr. No. Thank you again for the... Um, I'm, I'm trying not to say warning, oh god. The, well, thank you for the warning. Caution is always best maintained when working in political circles. And that goes for you too, younglings. And the young mages just kind of like nod and scurry away from the dragonborn warlocks. <laughs> Will this it just be us and the king? And I'm assuming a handful of guards? Yes. The guards are actually fairly sparse up here. The king is formidable. He has lived a life of luxury, but that does not make him any less dangerous than anyone else you would meet. Warrior king. Sorcerer king. Gotta respect that a little bit. Well, alright then. I don't believe this is, um, this is it. Right then. Up the stairs with you, and I'll head on down. Thank you, Master Haram. Zephyr, like, looks up the stairs, like, straightens his coat. I think he's, like, his coat, like, comes to, like, mid-thigh, like, in the back. Mm-hmm. He gives it, like, a, like a, like, a dramatic flick. Mm-hmm. No, that's, no, that's not right, Zephyr. You gotta, and I take the cape. You gotta, you gotta give it a swoosh. You gotta. It's not a cape. It is a coat. It, it, it <laughs> d- different, uh, different techniques, yes. You gotta let it. Mordecai flips his hair. <laughs> 
<laughs> Very good. All right, on the count of three, everyone flip. One, two, three. Flip. Whoosh. As you all dramatically flip, the mages uh, down there do a precipitation, like just gust of wind to accentuate the flips. Nice. This is our moment. Get out of here. They rolled an 18. They accentuated well. <laughs> I rolled a 27 on performance. How good does it look? Golf claps. Thank All right, you. guys. Let's. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Good luck. Let's save the world by eating dinner. Dramatic montage. <sighs> Shoveling the food in our mouths. Taking a prolonged drink of wine. Gulp. Pointed. <laughs> Active listening. And a well-timed laugh. A couple pert nods at a serious moment. This is horrible audio. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving it in. (laughs) You go up the stairs. The private chambers of the King of Bulwark clash horribly with the rest of the castle. The blacks and grays of the main areas are entirely eschewed for deep reds and tan woods. The room is filled with the fiery light of the setting sun. Tabards and flags from every city hang around the room, and standing at the head of a long table is a man who could only be King Greynor. He smiles warmly as you enter the room and holds his bejeweled hands wide, revealing fine necklaces and pendants to complement his hands. A dusty blue cloak falls from his shoulders as powerful hands spread wide. He's younger than you thought, though he has a look about him that makes his age hard to place. He's human, right? Yes. Okay. Hello, and welcome. I am King Atrian Greynor. Please, come. Sit. Drink with me. Wine, please. Wine. And... From the side, a uh, serving girl comes and brings a bottle of wine that is uh, wrapped in cloth. And uh, the king himself takes the wine, pulls the cork, and begins to pour glasses for the four of you. The second we walk into the room, into his presence, Jackson immediately snaps to attention Hmm. and holds it. At ease, soldier. At ease. You're you're in my home. Thank you, sir. Please. I appreciate it, but... And I will be, but it is important. I understand. The matters that we must speak on are certainly grave, and I do not want to uh, lessen that at all. However, you are in my home, and you will be partaking of my food. Please, please find some calm within yourselves this evening. I, I guess I go and take a seat. Um, Please. Mordecai would have... You said it's a long table. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming we're going to go closer to the king. It's a long table, but they're all like awkwardly bunched up towards one side. Yeah. Gotcha. Very quickly before, as we spread out, I'll, I'll go to the same side of Zephyr and mm-hmm. lay a hand on your back. And I just kind of say, just in case. And I'm going to cast Enhance Ability on Zephyr <laughs> for Charisma. Ooh! All right. Nice. So you have advantage on charisma checks for the next hour. Cool. I'll give you bardic inspiration back. Thanks, dog. I'll bump Jackson with the guidance as well. Why not? Because <laughs> we can just do all these things. I mean, it could have happened in the hall, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just forgot we were playing a and d game and not just doing an extended radio play. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to sit like two seats away from the king. Mm-hmm. 
So I've got a little bit of distance. Yeah. I'll be. You be. I'll be. You're the next to the. You're, you're the buffer, and then I go on the other side. Sure. Okay. And uh, I will just kind of bow my head lightly to King Graynor and say, "Your Grace, my family sends their welcome." Yes, Master Sibulwark, it is good to see you. It's been many years yes, sir. since I have yes, seen sir, you. Yes, you. Mm. Good. Good. Thank you again for hosting us this evening. Of course, it is my pleasure. My family has always enjoyed the honor of serving the Aegis, as it is. And internally, Mordecai just... <laughs> just panicked. <laughs> Not panicked, but, like, wicked nervous. Um, Zephyr, I would like you to roll me a um, perception check. Okay. So, your grace, tell me about this wine. That's a... Uh... 15 plus 3, 18. It's funny that you mentioned that, Jackson, uh, because as you say that, Zephyr's eyes are drawn towards the wine, and he's the first one to really notice how unusual it is, because it is, it's beautiful. You have never seen something quite like it. Mordecai, even you, who essentially grew up in court at times, Mm -hmm have never seen, but you've heard of this before, certainly. This is the glass of stars. It is a deep purple wine, almost black, but within it, magical sparks just seem to flit in and out, uh, and it looks like a glass of a starry night. This is... Everything in here is glowing magic as fuck. Oh my god. Roll me a constitution saving throw. Oh my oh, god. Oh, wow. Whew. That is a 21, oh. 19 plus 2. Okay. You flit your magic eyes on, and you are just met with a wall of white, and you immediately flip them off. There is so much magic going on in here that it doesn't even make sense for you to have them on. You cannot accurately discern between one object and another. It's just a big white blur. Exactly. Yeesh. All right. Um, Your Majesty, I, I don't um, mean to seem uh, hasty, but um, do you know when we could possibly go uh, obtain the forebearer? I feel like this needs to happen as soon as possible. Of course. Master Johnson, Mr. Silver is, I'm sorry, Captain Silver, yes. will be able to obtain the forebearer tomorrow afternoon. Uh, I am aware that uh, the Sibulworks are planning some festivities this evening, and I would certainly not dare to intrude on those. So uh, you will uh, have the morning to recuperate, as it were, and prepare <laughs> yourself, and it will only be Captain Silver that is needed for tomorrow. Um, Understood. Grace, I must they don't do respect. I must insist that Zephyr and I accompany uh Captain Silver, as we have for the length of our journey. This is our duty, to be here through this entire endeavor, and we would like to be there in the end as well. Insight checks, both of you. Boom, natural 20, baby. I also Mm -hmm. rolled really high, 21. He seems to get very uncomfortable at that idea. 
typically the forebearer is done as a solo venture. I understand that the uh, two of you have gotten peeks into the realms of the others as well, but... Uh... Now I punch my mic. I'm a monster. Mic punch. But... I will see what can be done. If nothing... If being in the room is too much, as long as we are outside anywhere that we can stand guard, remain vigil while he does what needs to be done, I would be happy. We'll see what we can do. I appreciate it, Your Grace. There's been... Well, there's been enough on this journey that we've forged something of an unlikely bond, and I don't know what the end is, but if this is the end, I'd like all three of us to at least start it together. And while the Rite of Aegis may have been performed in the past, to us experiencing it now, none of this is anything I would consider typical. He clasps his hands in front of his face and he looks down. And he looks up and any hesitation in his face is gone. Very well then. We shall... Make sure that we can do this as comfortably for you all as possible. In the meantime, and he grabs his glass and he raises the glass up to you all. A toast to the patrons. May they continue to guide the magic of this land as well as they can, and may you protect them as well. And he raises it to clink glasses together. Cheers. Mordecai raises. Does that, appear, does that appear earnest? You roll 21, right? Um, On my insight? Mm-hmm. I rolled yeah. a natural 20 on my insight. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Mordecai okay. raises and says, it's a bulwark. I'll raise. Yeah. I don't say anything. Clink. I don't, for, I don't say clink. <laughs> I know <Yeah>. better than that. <laughs> you remember from last time. <laughs> Zephyr's in a high-stress situation. I think mm-hmm. he, like, does, like, the, the put, like, the glass to his lips, but doesn't, like, actually drink anything. But, okay. like, it's gonna act like he is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is his nightmare scenario. Mm-hmm. He is in the worst possible place for him. He's not taking any chances. Absolutely. I will say that even with that little bit that you get on your lips and you eventually do lick it off there just inadvertently, is good. This is some good wine. I think Mordecai takes a sip and goes, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. I, Sorry. Uh, the stars uh, are bracing. As you set your glasses down, a handful of serving folk come out and they bring um, some very fine foods. Uh, maybe to us, they might not. It might seem fairly pedestrian, fairly normal salads and turkey and whatnot, but in a world where vegetation is at a premium, a bowl of salad is actually quite ritzy. That's fair. Mm. Yeah. Fine leafy greens, dressings, sides of beef. Zephyr doesn't eat from anything unless the king pulls something from it, Mm -hmm. and I see him eat it. And the king has no hesitation whatsoever. He is happily and um, genuinely grabbing from every single thing on the table. Yeah, Mordecai eats his fill. This is delicious. And actually, um, Your Grace, I brought you a little Mm. present. It's something I picked up for my years on the road and on the wall. 
and I pull out my my remaining supply of cinnamon hardtack. Oh my oh god! God, no! Okay. I knew. He's, all right. Of course you would. Now it's <laughs> your Majesty. It's not the greatest thing ever, but as someone who understands the military, I thought I thought you could appreciate the the joke. We've been eating this for two months. It's still delicious. Jackson just whipped out an MRE in a five-star diner. Like, <laughs> I asked one of the one of the, the the servers for an extra plate to just to, I just lay it out. I pull out my extra bit of cinnamon and give it a little touch touch up on that. You garnish it. Yep. I pull some lettuce out of the salad and and, and shape it a little bit and decorate it. Spruce it up. King Etrian Graynor, second of his name, kind of leans over and just looks at it. Oh, you don't have to eat it. So do I just I do just, I just bite it? Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You just you just break off a little piece, and I I do it. I break off a little piece, and and it's it's you know like the rations we usually have, but it's just got that little something extra, you know. Oh my god! It's just to make the common Crunch man's life a little bit better. One of the you learn a little some of the tricks on the wall, and I just scarf down a piece. He takes a piece, and he bites into it, and he suddenly holds his mouth. Ugh. Ugh, <laughs> he snaps his fingers, and oh, chipped a tooth. Oh, yeah, that that happened. Eventually, you know how it, when you play the lute for long enough, you get calluses. I'm pretty sure my teeth have calluses at this point. Your teeth get calluses? I, I don't know enough about medicine to know that you're wrong. <laughs> I don't know your so grace. I'm gonna have to... This, I just... I thought you... Some things we pick up on the wall. Protecting Bulwark. The second book in A Song of Ice and Fire by George R.R. R. Martin, The Crunch of Kings. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Yes. <laughs> All right, good night, everybody. <laughs> Get on it, RR. And this is this was my contribution to the goose for tonight. Everything else is up to you guys. Ryan Albrecht, everybody. Ryan Albrecht. Uh, Let me just so, mark off my cinnamon hardtack over here. So besides your um, dietary situation, how has your journey been? I know there have been many struggles along the way. Ultimately, nothing that we haven't been able to handle in the end with the help of us and our companions. Well, there was the one thing that we had to full-down run from, but other than that, things have been yeah, great. Yeah, well, and there was the assassination in the magical school at Gaitworth, right, and that, Gaitworth. you know, there, that uh, happened yes, too. I mean, and we, we dealt with yeah, that one. That happened. Mm. But then the inn, we had to leave, because yeah. if not, we would die. Yeah. The a dear tragedy. I was fond of the headmistress there, and I know some of the students as well. I do hope they uh, find a new headmaster soon. So do I. There's good people up there. They'll find somebody. Um, Your Majesty, um, this is not an easy thing to bring up, but um, we were talking with them. Um, Master Baylet, a little bit about mm -hmm. this before. Um, is Bulwark at all concerned about an invasion force from over the wall? A force? Not at all. It would be something of an engineering marvel of them to uh, be able to bring an entire force of people over the wall. I, I mean, am they much... attacked us at an inn in the middle of the countryside with nearly a hundred people. They're getting their people over. 
Or under. Or under. Either way, they are here. Whether we choose to prepare for that eventuality is... Have you heard the reports from Lumberton? From ground? Yes. Yes. I am aware of the situation there. I do believe uh, whatever hidey hole they are using to get from one side of the wall to the other must be close uh, to Concetre, coming in right under our noses, maybe using a tunnel of some sort. The old cave systems. However, the difference between army getting to the inn out there and an army getting here is that the inn out there for the famous as it is its protections were never notable however you saw the walls I know you didn't get the grand tour of bulwark when you got here but we are much better defended than a single building in the middle of nowhere yes and they know that hmm like I they said, they sent a hundred people overkill to come and try to take a few of us at an inn. And they were burning an effigy of one of their Jarl. It, <sighs> it, it seemed, pardon my analogy here, Your Grace, but it, it seemed a lot like a dog pissing on something to claim ownership. Whether we think that bulwark is the, the bulwark that it is, the shining, untouchable city that it is, will mean nothing if they manage to get in. They know what we have here, and I believe they're coming for it. They're coming to burn it to the ground. We have heard this from many of them. And overconfidence is what will make this city fall. You raise a strong point, Johnson. Would you be more comfortable staying here in the castle? I, I do not worry about myself. I worry about this city. The bastion, the capital of this entire country resides here. And if they use the same mentality they used at that inn, sending far more than they probably need, Mm -hmm. they will overrun this place. And anyone in this city will die. We've seen firsthand their vigor, the ideology that fuels them. At least some of them. The ones we need to worry about have a zeal that is frightening to behold. No wall, no tower is going to stop them. They want us gone, and they will see to it that it happens. Frankly, I, from a tactical standpoint, I agree that they're not going to get. They're not going to get over the wall soon and they're not going to come here to bulwark soon but the rest of our countries they've proven they can get anywhere else and from a tactical standpoint i would leave bulwark for last then they have us in a pincer then they don't need to worry about the wall they can literally circumvent it they can stay on the outside and kill anyone who tries to leave (laughs) all of your supply all of your commerce it will be cut off bulwark may stand and Bulwark may stand for a good long while if this comes to what we think it is. It'll fall because there won't be anything else left. Not because they climbed over the wall or tore it down and with sheer force of numbers and brutality. They're far more tactical than that. They leave Bulwark for last. They've proven they can get around it. They are smart. They are wise. And they know magics that we just do not have here. Oh fuck! Yeah, no. Yeah, we're that we're fucked. I didn't even think about magic. <laughs> At that, the king does laugh. <laughs> Fair. 
<laughs> Fair points all around. You are right, that caution should be and will be taken in the utmost. We have some magics as well that they are unsuspecting of. Don't you worry about that. I promise you that the utmost care is going to be taken with this, and we will be dealing with this at the utmost expediency. Don't you worry about that. I would like you all to make wisdom saving throws at disadvantage. Whoa. Um. <sighs> Come on, baby. What the fuck? Huh? Uh, at disadvantage, that is a 15. Mm-hmm. Okay. Guys. Yeah? One second. Yeah, bud? Yeah, just, just one, just one Are second. Are you taking a picture? Yeah, just one second. Did you just double ones? No, just 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 wait. I sent it on Facebook. Did you double twenties? Shit, son. Oh my god. That's double twenties. Double twenties. Holy fuck. Well, conversely, I've rolled a natural twenty and a natural one. (laughs) We we literally spanned the distance here. Oh my god. Mordecai and Jackson. You two are soothed by his words. Zephyr, you you do find some sense in his words and you feel yourself trying to be lulled into this security. However, with a double 20 and seriously, only way I would have given this to you only way you can feel the patrons inside you trying to soothe you, but it doesn't work. I brain speak to Jackson Mordecai and I'm I like I'm like he is doing something to us. Just be aware. And I side eyes the fear. I kind of side eye back at you and I give you like a real slow, quiet nod, being like and like you see the, the stern look on my face. That sounds like a that sounds good. I'm glad that things are being treated with the tactical caution and military minds that we have and that we need. It's good to hear your grace. We're just worried mm. about the people is all. Of course. Uh, people like Wyatt, who lost his aunt. Indeed, his family is a serious fixture out there. We will retake the inn out there as a part of uh, the uh, rallying to make sure that whatever is going on here does stop um, now, I have read your reports as well as uh, uh, I haven't gotten to them yet, but I also do have reports from all of the members of the final flight as well. Uh, I'll be reviewing those tonight before I go to bed. But I uh, I am aware of the situation that uh, you all encountered there as well as what you found in the northern forests. Troubling. Troubling. You can say that again. Hmm. Of course, frankly, I wouldn't even consider that to be the most troubling thing of all of this. Captain Silver. Yes. I'm aware of how much you gave up in all of this. How are you finding your new condition? Well, it's not great, but there's some pros to it. Really? Uh, I don't sleep anymore, which sucks a lot. Uh, sorry. Uh, it's not the greatest... Uh, outlook. No, I love sleep. Uh, I can understand that being terrible. Don't get me wrong. I could use another solid like four or five hours in the day to do things. You know, 
king stuff. Sure. Yes, but... yes, yes. King stuff. Masturbate. <laughs> well, not for five hours. Sorry, Griffin's mom. Hey. hey. Well, I've been reading more, and I'm trying to better mm. myself with the time I have. But I'm a minority now, and I didn't know what that was like. And people kind of suck. And then there's... I just remember everything much, much better and clearer now. And sometimes that's great. I tap my insignia. Sometimes... Sometimes it's a little, it's a little much. Certainly. No, I can absolutely understand that. The elder folk, I mean, there's, there are so few of your kind left here now. Um, you have a couple of folks in every city and district, enough for a small neighborhood here or there, but no, I completely understand the, um, or rather, I should say, I have no idea what kind of strain that would put on you. It was... It was okay at first. Because, well, you can do you can do anything for a week or two weeks. But once temporary starts to become permanent, your mindset changes and it's, mm. it's different. And I don't know... I don't know. I don't know what I'll do. I don't know how long I get now. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know what that means for what I do here on out. Do you settle down and outlive your family? Do you... Hmm. Do you just go become a hermit somewhere? I, I don't think I'd be very good at that part. Or do you just devote yourself to a really, really, really long life of service? Because there's no substitute for experience sometimes. As you can see, Your Grace, this has been a rough ride for all mm. of us in one certainly. way or another. Absolutely, certainly. I would, I would never assume anything else. And I would hope that that... I hope you mean that. Because I hope that the things that we have sacrificed mean something to you. Hmm. I don't presume to know the burdens that you carry on your shoulders... But I would hope that, like any good sovereign, you would concern yourself with the individual from time to time. And there are three mm. individuals in front of you who have sacrificed one far more than the others. And I would hope that you would be on their side. I am on the side of the protection of my people. Know that first and foremost. My family has been tasked with making sure that the kingdoms of these lands are protected from the wild folk from the other side of the wall. It is a dangerous game that my family has played over many years, and we've by and large been fairly successful at it. It has not been without accident and incident, but we have done better than I would venture any have. We have tricks up our sleeves, and 
we have friends at our side. We have the sorceress families of Greynors and as well as all the other noble houses of uh, sorcerers that uh, stand as my uh, cabinet, and I have the advisors of uh, all the schools of magic and warlocks as well. I seek counsel from many sides. I will not be so coy as to say that there were some that cautioned against this meeting. Zasa. Frankly, against me meeting with Captain Silver under minimal protections. <laughs> I'm going to take that as a compliment. Some of them assume that you were uh, some sort of a outlaw arcane sympathizer. Me? Well, at one point you were a human, and then an elf came back, bearing Gaia. Yeah, that happened. Nobody but the three of you were there. Some of the more suspicious in my service that thought that maybe it wasn't Captain Silver that came back. Ah. Uh, oh, like, like I got body snatched. Like you got murdered and then two people were either hoodwinked or assisted in replacing you. Now, I don't think that. That's, wow, that's, I kind of look at, I look at Mordecai and Saphir and like, that's far more devious a plan than I could have come up with. Not's nah, really good, and I'm frankly not good enough of a liar to pull it off. That's... wow. No. Okay. But I know that the quiet one of you has their own background in some devious plots of their own. And me and Mordecai just simultaneously turned to Saphir. <laughs> Mordecai kind of like <laughs> straightens up in his chair a little bit, like reflexively. I mean, I do not know how you want me to respond to that, King. That's fair. That's fair. I was kind of putting you on the spot and, at spot, and I'll admit a dick move on that part. But as it is, we shouldn't need to be coy about such things. I know that certain crimes are going to be committed in my realm, and what with everything that's happened, and we've got the Justicars keeping an eye on things, I wanted to get all the cards out on the table. All cards on the table? Our ace is the forebearer. How so? We need him. That's... The ritual chamber is being prepared. It will take till tomorrow. You could come by tomorrow morning, and if it's ready to go, then you're welcome to it. Your Grace, I want to ask you something. Fire away. I know that the plan this far has been, once we've acquired all of the patrons, to hunker down in bulwark and mm. just wait this out I'm not a fan of that frankly mm. and I don't think the patrons are a fan of that necessarily either mm. I've got the general whispering in my ear every night of wanting to bring the fight to the invaders that I've, sounds like him I've got the wanderer itching uh, just being behind walls again. Mm. And we can discuss the finer points of it. Uh, I would ask for some degree of independence for the three of us. He pauses for a moment and he kind of looks down at his hands, oscillates back and forth between looking at them and looking up at you. And he's just kind of flipping his hands back and forth, clasping and unclasping them. It's a move you've seen him do a couple of times mm -hmm. since you've been in here. Seems to be a tick of his while he's thinking. 
There is something to be said for keeping mobile. I will grant you this. It has been a poorly kept secret amongst the magical community that you are going to be kept here in safety. What if that turned out to be a lie? What if I sent you back to Concetre? Um, we've got a couple of safe houses out amongst the Kindlelands and some of the burnt-out places. Uh, you all stopped at Everburn. Maybe we could set up a, a safe position for you there. See if we could wait this out. Maybe even send you back up to Norwalk or, uh, or Plains Watch or really any of the places up that way. Get you out of the mix, as it were. Out of here, out of the city. Would you be more comfortable with that? If I may, I don't think it is so much that he wants to be somewhere outside the city. Mm. I do agree that in the city we have the option of your court Mm. mages to... What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, Hide our position. Mm. In the countryside, that is not going to be the case. They will find us very quickly. They have every step of the way. It seems as though once we have finished what we have come here to do, we are going to be put in a locked room until this is all over. And that is not something that we can abide. Certainly not. Nobody wants to be imprisoned, certainly. And uh, you're certainly welcome to have, as long as you are within the city, to have a free reign of going where in the city you would like. I do believe I had passes sent to the Sibyl Work residence to make sure that you were granted a um, passage wherever you wanted or needed. Mm-hmm. That will be fine. Although I may discuss with uh, some of my counselors the possibility of getting you sent back somewhere else. I didn't like that idea initially, but as it was coming out of my mouth... I didn't hate it. I don't think that staying in one place is necessarily the worst thing if it's here and we actually have a good way to mask ourselves and be hidden. Um, I think think that the patrons within us, no matter where we end up, would revolt if they weren't allowed participation in the trials to come the not getting locked up in a room analogy Mm -hmm. works very well Mm -hmm. the patrons i mean i only have one but in the last two months i've learned more about our land and our magics and our patrons than i thought i could ever want to know and if there's one thing i know now it's that they don't like being kept in the dark literally Hmm. or figuratively and I don't know what they'll do if that is done to them if they get shuffled away or if they get locked away Mordecai roll me roll me an insight check at disadvantage okay um I'm gonna add my bardic inspiration yes ooh uh 18 you can feel the wanderer And you've gotten to know him pretty well over the past couple of weeks. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You can feel him champing at the bit to say something. But he is restrained 
you're not sure if it's by himself or by something else, but he has some opinions about what Jackson just said, and uh, they are in 100% agreement. Hopping off of what Jack, like segueing off of Jackson, then uh, Mordecai would say, the the patrons have been attacked, plain and simple. Hmm. They want vengeance. Hmm. They want justice. They want to see the enemy who has gone to such great lengths to take what they stand for and take their power that they wield. And they want to see that enemy broken before them. You are sounding more and more like the general and your father every day. I just hold up the arm with the scimitars on it. Mm-hmm. And shrug. Fair enough. How about this? Tomorrow, after the ritual is done, I will go ahead and have a couple of different plans prepared for you all to take a look at. You three may choose which one you would like to act on, whether it is staying here with free run of the city, uh, returning somewhere else within the united realms of the Kindlelands for safety, or keeping on the move. I'll have more details tomorrow. I'll speak with advisors and see what will work best for you. All right. I have a... Well, I don't know about you guys, but this dinner has been delightful. <laughs> Wait till you have dessert. And he claps his hands. Is it as good as the wine? Not quite. The wine is very good, though. And as he claps his hands, a bunch of fruit with a uh, sugar syrup glaze is brought out. Uh. And the mages from downstairs come up and they light it all on fire. Uh. And then after a couple of seconds, extinguish it. <laughs> good trick. All right. I, I and snarf, snarf, snarf. And as you all finish up your dinners, he stands and uh, nods to you all. You're welcome to continue dining, but I actually, I, I must go and uh, attend to matters of state before I retire for the evening. You've got uh, some king stuff to do. <laughs> king stuff. That's right. Most notably reading those final flight reports as well as uh, conferring with my advisors to see what those plans for uh, you all may be. So, I will wish you all good evening, Captain Silva, good luck tomorrow, and I will see you all after the deed is done. Uh, Master Haram will uh, escort you back home, and he will be there to uh, uh, guide you to the ritual chamber tomorrow. Thank you, Your Grace. Thank you, Your Grace. I do, st I do stand up and salute, but make it... In mm -hmm catch myself and stop and he returns the salute in full to you and adjourns himself upstairs for the two of you that drank the wine yeah i would like you to at the bottom center of your page to write a 20 you have one natural 20 in reserve to use oh I go back and go, nope, <laughs> no, no, that's nope. Fine. You you did have to trust the king a little bit to get this one. No, that's fine. But you have, yeah, a natural 20. You can use it after you roll like an advantage. Oh, my God. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's, so if you nice. if you beef one and you need to not beef one, you can drop that. But it's only one. Oh, man. Thank you for joining us here on Another Path. 
You can find our website and merch store at anotherpathpodcast.com, on Twitter at anotherpathpod, and on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash anotherpathpodcast. You can support our efforts by donating at patreon.com forward slash anotherpath. A special thanks to our donor, Nathan N., or by giving us a rating and review over on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcatcher will let you. You can find me on Twitter at TQLoudly, Ryan at Ryan underscore Albrecht, Griffin at Griffcold, and Zach at that guy Zach Rob. We'll be back in two weeks with a new episode. And until then, remember that even a little trust can be rewarded. So Chase, something you just, the way you just described something made it sound like so the king doesn't know what Jackson did to become an elf? Oh, no. He he, he is 100% aware of what happened. But he was conferring to you that there are some people that heard that story and cried bullshit. This, as, in, as in Gaia using Jackson to save people or as in Jackson taking on Gaia? Because that's a little different. Both. Okay. But he would. He is aware okay, of both. I'm just checking. Yeah, no. He is aware of both. What he is saying is that um, there are some people in his service that believe uh, you were swapped out with a Captain Silver elf lookalike. That is here to use stuff. Exactly. That's way more interesting. Can I play that character? (laughs) 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 All right. I would like to time out, time out, time out. I'm going to load a previous save. Um, I'm going to go back to Plans Watch. I know it's a ways. I'm going to have to work my way forward, go through uh-huh. the same stuff again. Um, but I'm going to I'm going to load that, and then I'm going to ins- I'm going to enable um, Body Snatcher mod. Commands. <laughs> Can you make sure that Zafir doesn't roll that seven on his first performance check on stage, oh, please? Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> we'll re- we'll, Cast, we'll fix that. Throw too. a quick guidance out there or something. You got to yeah, really you just kind of work through it and save scum your way through that RNG. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> anyway, right. anyway. Um, anyways. <laughs>